ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. All right, welcome to the Omega Man Radio Network. This is a live show. Today is Wednesday, August 25th, and it is going to be my pleasure to have on Pastor Charles Holtzhauser of Yahweh's Warriors. It's always a pleasure when we can get Pastor Holtzhauser on the phone. He is a veteran of not only Vietnam, but of deliverance, a pioneer, uh, pastoring and ministering for well over 35 years. And uh, we're going to have him on tonight doing some teaching and a mass deliverance. So uh, it is not too late to call your friends and uh, have them tune in. And uh, for those of you wanting to know how you can get the program in MP3, you can download it directly off of OmegaManRadio.com or pick it up off the iTunes. So without further ado, let me get uh, Pastor Holtzhauser on the line. All right. Thank you very, very much, brother. I appreciate the introduction, and I'm thankful to our listeners uh, for the opportunity once again to um, share um, out of my personal experience in the Scriptures and on the mission field uh, for the past 35 years. And um, I thought this evening I would mention to your listeners the fact that in addition to spiritual warfare, uh, which is what we're going to discuss this evening, I've also got some combat uh, experience as well, natural combat, uh, having served with the United States Marines uh, during the Vietnam conflict back in the late 60s. And uh, during that tenure of service, I learned some things that I actually carried over um, into the ministry uh, after being called into the ministry. Uh, let me start by saying, though, first, that the translation of the scripture that I'll be reading from tonight happens to be my favorite translation. I do have right in my office probably 15 or so English translations. In addition to the English, I have a French, I have a Spanish, uh, let's see, I have some Italian. But uh, the reason I mention these things is because over my many, many decades now, I've gone to one translation after another looking for clarification on scriptures and deeper understanding. And through the course of these many decades, I've come to settle on one particular translation that I like to use uh, when I teach and preach here and around the world. And uh, one of the things about this translation that I'd like to mention to you right up front so there's no confusion is the fact that this particular translation taken directly from the Hebrew language, um, when it refers to our Heavenly Father, when it refers to the Almighty, um, the translation I'm reading from does not substitute his name uh, for titles, as many translations do. Uh, the translation I use will, will say his name just as it was revealed uh, to Moses outside of the burning bush, and as it was revealed to Abraham, and throughout the course of the scriptures, in fact, over nearly 700 times his name is spoken, uh, regrettably, in many of the English translations that we use, uh, the name has been dropped, and a title has been inserted there, which I think has done 
a great harm to the people because the, the full meaning and the essence and the presence and the power and the anointing and the, and the, and the personal um, uh, relationship that's established through a name, I just use, uh, you know, Brother Bruce Lee right now. I mean, I know his name is Bruce, and I refer to him as Bruce. Uh, it wouldn't be so if I just referred to him as host all the time or as my friend all the time. I'd, you know, it, it's, it's a very personal thing to know a person's name. And when you introduce yourself to someone, you always say, hello, my name is. It's an important thing to know somebody's name, especially uh, someone with whom you're going to have a close uh, spiritual relationship. So the translation of the name of the Creator, the name of uh, the one who has worked out a plan of salvation for us, uh, may come as a surprise to you. It's not God. God is a title. Uh, in fact, it's a pagan title. Nor is it Lord. Lord, I know, has uh, a lot of influence on the Hindu religion because I've been to India probably about eight or nine times, and all of their various gods are referred to as Lord. Lord Krishna, for example, Lord Calais, and, um, and so on and so forth. And so somewhere along the line, and I have this information in my mind, but it's not the focus of my teaching this evening, uh, the name of Yahweh has been dropped out of the uh, Holy Scriptures. And the term, or the title used for pagan deities, was inserted in its place. And um, so I just want to mention that to you. Some may find that offensive, but I would be glad to, uh, to have anyone to challenge uh, that and, 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 and do some research for yourself. You'll find this uh, in any, 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 any good uh, encyclopedia, for example, and certainly in translations that uh, you yourself uh, personally study to uh, study the scriptures for your own personal salvation and edification and understanding and blessing. So the name that is translated I am that I am in the Hebrew, uh, that name is pronounced Yahweh. Now in the Hebrew there are no vowels. So the name appears as Y-H-W-H. -H. Uh, the Hebrew folks didn't you don't use vowels unlike our alphabet where we have the vowels. But they use vowel points, little markings between the consonants, so they can, the word can be pronounced. Uh, you can't pronounce Y-H-W-H, for example. So the vowel points between the consonants enable us to know that the pronunciation of the name of the Creator is Yahweh. And then we know that His Son said He came in His Father's name. And the name of the Son in the original translations of the Hebrew language Believe it or not, was not Jesus, because Jesus, first of all, isn't even a Hebrew name. Um, I think I may have mentioned this once before, but the U.S. ending on the Jesus is, is, is an ending that the Latins and the Romans used, like Maximus and uh, Claudius and Plebis and uh, uh, many, many such names. The U.S. is a masculine ending uh, for names in the Latin and in the uh, Roman. Maximus, for example, Claudius. Uh, but in the Hebrew, his name is Yahshua, uh, which is his father's name, Yah, and also the Shua, which means Yahweh's salvation. So, having said that, without spending too much more time on that subject, I'd like to just mention the fact that during my stint in Vietnam, uh, back in the 60s, I learned some of the things that I carried over into my ministry. And that was discipline, 
and it was warfare tactics. Um, it was the way to stand up in the face of the enemy and to conquer your fear and to deal with your battles in a mature way. Um, it was a way, indeed, to uh, enter into a group activity and to serve with other people in a situation where there are enemy powers coming against you. Uh, we learned the value of the rank structure. We knew, no disrespect intended, but that our hope uh, would not be in a private or in a corporal, but it would be in our captain or our major or the general, some high-ranking officer that had contact with headquarters and that could summon in airplanes or helicopters. So I learned this structure of uh, the military ranks, and there's a structure also in the spiritual ranks. And I, I believe from the Scripture that the more we study the Scriptures and the more we implement the Scriptures, and in this case, the more we do spiritual warfare according to the Scriptures, uh, the greater level of, uh, of honor will be bestowed upon us, will be taken more seriously, will be used more effectively. Uh, because Yahweh is not going to send someone to do a job, for example, who's not been trained for that job. No, no more than the United States Marines would just uh, take on a civilian and send him into a combat zone without first extensive training, uh, physical training and mental training and uh, training in warfare tactics and weaponry and so on and so forth. And so uh, in that Vietnam experience, I learned these things and many more things uh, that helped to protect me, that helped to enable me to go through some of the things we went through and to come back uh, uh, with a relative measure of success, uh, having been in this type of a combat situation. Now, having said that, let's look at the scripture in the book of Ephesians and the sixth chapter. And uh, we're going to spend a few moments this evening talking about uh, spiritual warfare, because spiritual warfare is, is a subject that's very prominent uh, throughout the scriptures. We are in a warfare, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a warfare between righteousness and unrighteousness, between blessing and cursing, between life and death, uh, between the service of our Heavenly Father Yahweh or the service of his enemies and our enemies, uh, who was named, uh, uh, many names in the scriptures, probably the most prominent is Satan or the devil. In fact, on the subject of Satan, somebody called me recently and asked me uh, what pronoun that I used uh, to describe the, the personality or the being of Satan. And I explained, depending upon the, the context, I might use either a female pronoun or a male pronoun, referring to Satan as either he or she. And they asked why I would take the liberty to do that, and I simply explained, because in the scriptures, sometimes Satan, for example, is referred to as the prince, of the power of the air, which we would use a male pronoun for he, or is referred to as the, the father of lies, for example. Again, we'd use the pronoun he. And then there are times when Satan is referred to as a queen, uh, like the queen of heaven and the prophets, in which case we'd use a she. Uh, in the book of Revelation, just for example, referred to as the, uh, as the, as the harlot, and uh, harlots, of course, we use a she connotation. And many languages and countries I've visited don't even have what we call a neuter gender. 
In other words, our word it um, is not a word that you find in, in certain languages, particularly Spanish. Everything in Spanish, whether it's a table or a chair or a pencil or a car or a house, whatever it is, um, it either carries with it um, a male connotation or a female connotation. And, of course, these are inanimate objects. It doesn't mean that they have genitalia. And uh, make no mistake about it, Satan is spirit, and, um, you know, spirits have no genitalia either. So as long as we understand that premise, we will not get confused. And we'll know uh, that when we're speaking English, we can refer to this being as it or he or she, uh, depending on the context. So, we get to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, and we turn, please, to verse number 12. And here the scripture says, and first, I'd like to start with 11, actually. Put on the whole armor of Yahweh, that you might be able to stand against the wiles, that's the crafty ways and schemes, of the devil. For we wrestle not only against flesh and blood, but also against principalities, that's a rank, against powers, another rank, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, another rank, against spiritual forces of the evil one in the heavens. Now, I bring you back for just a moment, if I may, to 1967 in Vietnam, and I, I, I would like to tell you, in case you don't know, that um, everyone in, in my battalion was a Marine. However, uh, uh, there were some that were particularly astute at, at the 50 caliber machine gun, uh, there were some that knew how to find and take out uh, landmines. Uh, there were some that could operate helicopters. Uh, there were some that were particularly adept at sniping. And, and so it is in the, in the spirit kingdoms, in the spirit world. Not every spirit serves the same function. Uh, they serve a variety of functions, and they can bring heartache and sorrow and, and sadness and failure into, the, into the people's lives. Sometimes they work in conjunction with each other. In fact, I would say the majority of times, if you're dealing with evil spirits who are harassing or vexing somebody's life, you're probably dealing with more than one, and uh, many in most cases. But enough said when I just mentioned you the fact that we, first of all, are in a spiritual warfare. There's no question about it. Every day uh, we're faced with decisions. Every day we're, we're seduced into taking the wrong direction or in rendering an incorrect judgment. And then we have to battle with the consequences. And then more evil spirits come. And after you've run a couple of decades in life, well, let's start from the conception. The scripture says that we're conceived in sin and shaped in iniquity. So that's the way we start. And then by the time we come forth from our, from our mother's womb, uh, we're exposed to all the things that everybody in the world is exposed to the lying and the cheating and the stealing and the covetousness and the tendency towards idolatry and uh, pagan feasts. And, oh, the list is, is, is much too long for me to discuss on this particular broadcast, but it's endless, literally, because Satan is the god of this world. In other words, she runs or he runs or it runs all of the, all of the wickedness in the earth, according to the scriptures. And... Um, uh, he can, uh, or she can, uh, or it can, uh, uh, command forces and, uh, and, and, and get a, take a contract out, for example, on somebody 
uh, and send spirits to upset that person. This this can be all, all can be found in the scripture. Uh, send spirits to vex or spirits who are particularly adapted in an area. Uh, for example, when Satan wanted to bring down uh, Samson, uh, Samson was weak um, in the area of, uh, how shall I say this without offending anybody, uh, Samson liked to spend time with a lot of different women. And uh, that is what was used to ultimately bring him down and uh, to cause him to become the captive of his enemy, the Philistines, and so on. In the case of Yahshua of Nazareth, the savior of the world, uh, Satan met Yahshua during his 40-day fast in particular, and he promised them the entire world if he would just serve and obey him. And uh, two other temptations offered in that fashion. And, of course, what Yahshua did was simply to quote the scripture, to quote the word of Yahweh. And um, this is how he got his victory. Uh, so we, we all, from, from Yahshua right down to the least among us, brethren, are going to be dealing with these unseen uh, foes, these unseen powers, these, these spiritual wickednesses, these, these evil uh, spirits that vex, harm, harass, uh, lie, oppress, and the, the list is endless. They just, to use a scriptural term from Acts, uh, they oppress. The scripture says that Yahweh anointed Yahshua of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, who went about doing righteousness and healing all that were oppressed of the of the devil. So let's understand that, uh, that every day is a great challenge. In fact, I had never found personally a life more challenging than the life of the man or the woman who makes a decision that they are going to choose uh, to follow the ways of Yahweh, to follow the teachings of his son, the teaching of his apostles, the teaching of his, of his prophets, and to live according to, um, to his perfect righteous laws. Another subject that sometimes folks have a little difficulty with is understanding that uh, Father Yahweh, according to the prophets and Yahshua and the apostles, um, has a plan. And that plan is to establish his kingdom uh, right here on the earth. In fact, you may recall when Yahshua taught uh, his friends to pray, a segment of that prayer went uh, something like this, and, and you may have read this in different translations, but the prayer says, praying to the Father, Yahshua said, Thy kingdom come, or your kingdom come, uh, on the earth as it is in the heavens. And so well, Yahshua prayed for the kingdom to come. Yahshua preached the kingdom. He went about all the villages and all the cities and so on, and he preached the message of the kingdom of Yahweh. And uh, so that it's, his, it's Yahweh's intention to establish a kingdom of righteousness. Uh, the kingdom of Yahweh is righteousness, peace, and joy in uh, the Holy Spirit. And to, to li and to change the way things are now, the scripture says even we shall be changed. Everything shall be changed. There'll be a new heavens and a new earth. And uh, all the, the, the dreadful ways in which mankind throughout the courses of the centuries have had to live uh, is going to change the violence and the swearing and the lying and the stealing and the, and the, the, the rapes and the conquests and the murders. And, I mean, it's endless. I mean, we have been living for, for literally centuries under extreme brutality and inquisitions and, and uh, warfare and the sword and guns. Uh, young men being blown up and separated from their 
uh, from their limbs and from their arms. And, you know, there's no end to the, to the violence that's in the earth. Well, the, the scriptures teach about a kingdom that's coming, that's, that, that it, the components of it are righteousness, peace, and joy uh, in Yahweh's spirit. But to attain to that level of, of uh, delight and joy and maturity, we have to go through. Uh, and overcome. Scripture says, Blessed are those that overcome, for they that overcome, I will give to eat of that tree of life. And the one we have to overcome is that the power spoken of in the Scriptures as the Satan, the devil, Beelzebub, the queen of heaven, the the harlot uh, of, of, of the world, and so on and so forth. That power is very real. And um, you, you and I can learn about that power from the Scripture, and we can get Unmeasured success is a wonderful reality to know that the scripture offers, and I'll use the word deliverance, and deliverance simply defined is the power of Yahweh to bring us from where we are uh, to where he wants us to be. Uh, that's it in, in a sentence or in a nutshell. It may be that you are uh, in, a, in, a, uh, in a cancer ward tonight. And uh, you would need deliverance, for example, from cancer so that you could come into, into health. Or it could be blindness or deafness or it could be diabetes, heart disease. There's a, there's a thousand different types of plagues and curses that, that beset mankind. Or you might be in a, in a friendship that uh, is, is not the kind of a friendship that you now want to be in. Uh, you started the friendship at one point in your life. But you've come along, and, and, and you've matured a bit, and you've gotten closer to a desire for the Scripture. And now you no longer you know, want to maintain that relationship. And so you need deliverance from that. You need to be broken away from that and, and brought into a new experience with, with different friends, friends that are, 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 are moving along in the same direction you're moving uh, from a spiritual standpoint and so on. So the list is endless with regards to deliverance. We'll be praying this evening in a few areas of uh, specific deliverance. We'll be praying some renunciation prayers. We'll be confessing the, the acknowledgement uh, of, our, of our sin, which is, of course, sin is a transgression of the law. You can find that in, in uh, 1 John or 1 Yachanon 3.8. Uh, people often ask me, you know, um, how do I know what sin is? And I say what the Apostle Paul said, you, you cannot know what sin is uh, without a knowledge of Yahweh's law. How can you then know what sin is? So you, you, you know the, the law of Yahweh, which of course is a, is a part of the law and the prophets of the Scripture, and then you can measure the actions and the thoughts of men against the law of Yahweh. And if uh, men's thoughts or actions are in conflict with those laws, if men are violating those laws or rebelling against those laws, well, that's sin. On the other hand, if a, if a, if a man or a woman is, is living within the framework and the safety and the protection of those laws, or I might say it this way, if that, that man or woman is walking in the path of righteousness, well, then, then you know that, that that person is walking within the safety of, of the laws of the kingdom of Yahweh and so on. So sin, by definition, 1 John 3, 8, a sin is a transgression of the law. And you can look that up on your own and uh, see, indeed, if that's not so. Now, moving ahead, if I may, uh, to the book of 1 Timothy. We, we were in Ephesians together, just a couple of books forward. 
uh, to the book of First Timothy, chapter 6, and uh, verse number 12. And that scripture reads this way, Fight the righteous fight of the faith. Fight the righteous fight of the faith. People who are attaining to everlasting life, uh, people who've caught the glimpse of the vision that Yahshua taught and the prophets of Yahweh taught, uh, people who want to live and not die, who want to be blessed and not cursed, uh, they're going to be in for what the scripture refers to as a righteous fight of the faith. The faith, of course, is the faith once handed down to the saints. It's the faith of Yahweh himself. It's the guidelines uh, for uh, a practice. It's, it's many things, and I, you know, our time is so limited. But let me just say that when you desire to live righteously, when you desire to change your ways, when you desire to discover uh, new levels of experiences and, and, and new, uh, and new uh, uh, horizons of challenge, uh, when you begin that, that uh, journey, uh, you're going to have to fight because there will be spiritual powers all along the way. And I mean all along the way that are going to battle you, fight you, try and stop you from your forward progress, try and discourage you, uh, try and deceive you, and uh, sometimes even make you oppressed or depressed and make you sad. And, and, and sometimes it's a real righteous fight that you have to fight uh, to come through those types of experiences successfully, not to give up, not to lose the promises of the faith, but to fight, as the scripture said, the righteous fight of the faith, and to lay hold on eternal life. For to you, uh, this, uh, you were also called, and have a confession of the righteous confession in the presence of many witnesses. In other words, let your life itself be a glowing example of the reality, of the impact of the scriptures and Yahweh's spirit uh, upon your life. This is not a religious thing. It's just a way of thinking and a way of, of doing and a way of loving and a way of helping. And it, It's a lifestyle. Um, and it can only be understood truly by those at whatever level of the faith they're at. And then we can move on, of course, from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And then if you'll turn your, your, your scriptures over one page in my particular translation, uh, to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter number 2, and verse number 1, and as you're turning, I'm going to take just a little sip of water, please excuse me. Yes, and if you're tuning in right now, you are listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. We have Pastor Charles Holtzhauser on tonight of Yahweh'sWarriors.com. And uh, it's a real pleasure and honor to have you on tonight, brother. All right. Thank you so much again. I appreciate that, uh, brother Bruce. Thank you. So we're in the second book of Timothy now, and uh, we're in the second chapter of the second book. And verse number one said, You therefore, my son, be strong in the love that is in Yahshua Messiah. Be strong in that love. You know, I'll just speak to married folks, if I may, for just a moment. I mean, if you have a marriage and it's lasted, let's just say, 20 years, I just picked that number, but... You know, you've developed a relationship with somebody that you trust, that you love, that you cherish. Uh, you've shared the history of your life with that person. Maybe you've shared children. 
um, and things like that. It's 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 a it's a it's a growth. It's a strength. The scripture says in the love that's in Yahshua Messiah. What you're doing is you're you're developing a relationship uh, with the Son of Yahweh. And the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will also be able to teach to others. All the apostle is saying here, listen, I've taught you some things. Now don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. This word has got to go through the earth. The scriptures themselves say that the end will not come until this message of the kingdom is preached to the whole world. Uh, Wow. What an outstanding promise, and uh, it's going to come to pass absolutely for certain. In fact, it's already started to come to pass. Verse 3 says, You must therefore suffer hardships with me as a loyal soldier of Yahshua Messiah. And again, in my experience, and perhaps in, in some of yours or in your own uh, personal experiences other than you know combat zone, there's many ways you can learn to, you know, to suffer hardships sometimes when you're raising children. Uh, there are hardships. Sometimes the children will disappoint you. Sometimes you'll disappoint yourself. Uh, sometimes you go through a period of sickness, for example, or a loved one will go through a period. There's, there's times of hardships. But the scriptures are teaching that when we go through those, time, those times, and we will, um, we, we want to go through as a loyal soldier of Yahshua Messiah. In other words, you have to be armed with the knowledge that if you're walking in the path of righteousness, as Yahweh's Spirit leads you, and you're following the teachings of uh, Yahshua Messiah, that means you're following Yahshua Messiah. And um, you need to do so as a loyal soldier. In other words, and I'll use my experience again in Vietnam, whether you're hungry, or you're tired, or you have leg cramps, or maybe there's some, there's some some lice in your hair or some leeches that got on your neck when you were in the water or your boots are wet or it's raining or, or, or you got news from home that some loved one passed away. Uh, so many different types of ways that we can uh, uh, draw a picture of this business of hardship. You know, it's, it's something common to all of us. And so what the scripture is saying, you need to, to suffer as a loyal soldier, but go through. You see, Yahweh knows that you and I, are able to go through because he has said there is no temptation given to man, but such as is common to man, that with that temptation he will also make a way of escape. So he knows that we can do it. But he needs to teach us so that we know we can do it. We have to have the same knowledge that he wants to impart to us, whereby Yahshua, for example, was able to say with men, it's impossible. But with the Yahweh, all things are possible to reach that, that level or to approach that level of maturity. And then he says in verse 4, No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Now that's just a true statement. I know when I was involved in the combat zone in, uh, in Vietnam back in, in 67, 68, I was uh, not involved with anything that my family or my friends were doing. There were graduations going on. People were having parties. There were people learning musical instruments. I mean, there's all kinds of things happen. But I was where I was, completely focused on my responsibilities as a soldier. And uh, this is what's being taught to us here. When you are called the way that Moses was called, for example, you can't take time to deal with all your little personal issues. You have to get up and go. 
we could apply the same teaching to any man or any woman in the scripture that Yahweh used for any purpose at all. They didn't have time to be all involved in what the scriptures called the cares of this world. They just focused, got disciplined, took orders, and went through like a soldier, realizing that they were in spiritual warfare. It says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life so that he may please the one who has chosen him to be a soldier. And if anyone competes for a title, he is not crowned or doesn't win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. And so again, there are, we'll say, rules or laws or ordinances, judgments that our Heavenly Father has set forth uh, for our protection and our safety, that if we live within the confines of those laws, we would be truly free. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And uh, regretfully, when we walk outside of those laws and depart from the path of righteousness, we find ourselves in some dreadful straits sometimes, some awful circumstances, some conditions that we just can't seem to find our, our way out of. And then again, we, we need deliverance. We call upon the, the name of Yahweh. And, and uh, through the ministry and the teaching of the prophets and Yahshua himself, whosoever calleth upon the name of Yahweh shall be delivered. That's the great hope that uh, he never leaves us and never forsakes us. We're in training. And uh, when we make mistakes, when we fall flat on our face, um, he will be there, uh, always, uh, not to treat us as though we were, well, how can I put this, you know, not, not like we, we're little babies and he's just, but we're, we're soldiers, but he's the general, he's the commander in chief, he's the, he's the captain of a host, and um, uh, he knows how to bring us through the battles of our life and how to deal uh, with some of the problems that we have to deal with. Uh, when we face our spiritual enemies. Now, uh, Yahshua dealt with demons in a very, very specific way. And uh, before we get into the deliverance prayers and the deliverance part of this, uh, of this uh, teaching and this ministry, I'd like to uh, call your attention, please, to the fifth chapter of Mark. Because in that fifth chapter of Mark, there's a wonderful example of direct interaction uh, between Yahshua and, and the spirits of darkness, the powers of darkness, evil spirits, to use that term, depending upon you know, your particular translation. And here we read these words, that they came over, that's, that's Yahshua and his disciples, they came over to the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he... That's Yahshua, came out of the boat. He was immediately met by a man with an unclean spirit coming from the tombs, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, no, not with chains, because he had often been bound with fetters and chains, but he snapped the chains apart and he broke the fetters to pieces, neither could any man tame him. This was a man that you'll see as we continue on, was oppressed and vexed and overcome uh, by evil spirits. And uh, uh, they were so prominent in this poor man's life that, that, that they dictated their terms to him and they kept him in their bondage. 
And um, he wasn't even able to interact with society. The scripture said he spent his time uh, among the tombs. Now, to me, you know, being a man and having been around the world and such, I realize that there are persons who are just such social outcasts that they wind up in the gutter, they wind up in alleys, they wind up in crack houses, um, they wind up in the cemeteries. I mean, they wind up just isolated from other people because of the dreadful condition that they find themselves in. And then the scripture says, and always day and night he was in the mountains or among the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. We hear about this occasionally, not so much with stones, but we hear about folks that are, you know, cut themselves with knives or they cut their their wrists with razor blades and such. Um, I've heard about this many times, you know, during my life. And again, you know, just among the tombs, out someplace in the night by themselves and crying out, or maybe they're they're just uh, shouting or they're talking to themselves. Perhaps some of you dear folks have had, had experiences like this in your own life, so you can relate to this. But verse 6, when he saw Yahshua at a distance, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What do you want with me, Yahshua, son of Yahweh, supreme head? I cause you to vow an oath by Yahweh that you will not examine me. You know, one of the things that will happen in your life and in my life uh, when we begin to press in to a relationship with our Heavenly Father through His Son um, is that uh, our lives will be examined. There's no doubt about it. No question about it at all. The light of Yahweh, the ministry of Yahweh's Spirit will begin to show us things about ourselves that we once held on to and once wanted, but now we no longer want to hold on to, we no longer want. Uh, maybe it's a vulgar way of speaking. Uh, maybe it's a lustful way of, of looking at other human beings. Uh, maybe it's addictions to various elements or chemicals or what the case may be. Uh, maybe it's a violent temple or any one of these or a hundred or a thousand other things. We get examined. Uh, for he was saying to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. And then he asked him, what is your name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. And so in this particular case, the spirit actually responded by using the name Legion. And the Legion, of course, was... The term we used in the Marine Corps was battalion, but a legion was a uh, was a group of, of soldiers, a group of, of, of fighters, a group of warriors, and um, and that's what the spirit identified himself as a legion. And then he begged earnestly that he would not send them away out of the country. Now near the mountain there was a herd of swine feeding, and all the demons pleaded with him, saying, "Send us into the herd of swine that we may enter into them." So. Yahshua gave them permission, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and then the herd ran violently down a steep bank into the sea. There were about 2,000 of them, and uh, they were drowned in the sea. Um, this particular account of the ministry of Yahshua always amazed me in many ways, uh, notwithstanding the fact that so many evil spirits... Uh, could occupy the life of one man, and yet when they were sent out or cast out or driven out into a, into a herd of swine, uh, the 
the swine could not live with what that man was living with. And they committed suicide. Uh, they ran to a cliff and, and ran right off, and they, they, they drowned. Such was the horror to them to be vexed uh, with the amount or the measure of evil spirits that uh, uh, this one man was vexed by. But Yahshua dealt with it openly, and uh, he dealt with it with, with firm authority, showing, indeed, that, that he is the very son of Yahweh, living in perfect harmony with his father, walking perfectly in the path of righteousness, saying or doing absolutely nothing to break the covenant or to break the relationship with his heavenly father. He, he was always in, 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 in the proximity of, of his father's presence, and he, and he had power and authority, and, and the fire of Yahweh came through him on so many occasions. He, he, he opened blind eyes. He he, he cast out spirits of paralysis, and, and uh, he, he, he unstopped deaf ears, and he raised the dead. Uh, such was the, was the measure of the anointing, because he was a completely obedient son, and he walked in the power of holiness and the power of obedience. And uh, Yahweh gave him tremendous victories, even to raising him up out from among the dead. There was nothing... Uh, that Father Yahweh would not do uh, for his only begotten son. All right, so let's move along and uh, understand that to, to, to receive deliverance ministry, you need to believe uh, that Yahweh is a deliverer because the power is in your mind. In other words, if you don't believe it, uh, nothing is going to happen because you just don't believe it. And uh, you need to believe. And if I, for example, said to you, I would like you to come to my office or my house because I have a $100 gift here for you. Well, you have to come to my house or my office and pick that up. Uh, this is what I told you to do and how I told you to do what you need to do to get the particular gift or so on and so forth. So when somebody is offering you something, um, you'll need to believe that they're going to do it for you. For example, when you're a youngster, and you're standing on the on the dresser in the bedroom, for example, maybe you're three years old or four years old, and your father says, now jump, I'll catch you. Well, you have two choices. You can either believe your father and jump, and you'll find out that he's able to catch you, or you won't believe him, and you'll cower back against the wall, and you'll never have the experience of obeying your father, and as a result, you'll never have the knowledge that your father, indeed, just as he said, was able to catch you. So the key in all this is obedience. You need to do what you're told to do as a soldier would do what he's told to do. You need to fight the, the, the righteous fight of faith. You need to learn by the experiences that you'll come into through obedience. Your Heavenly Father will, will tell you to do certain things because he, there's a lesson to be learned in, in, in what he asks you to do. Uh, there may be a consequence to what uh, he asks you to do, and you'll learn about that consequence. Or there may be a prize or a reward. Uh, there just may be an advance in understanding. It might be an intellectual uh, advance. But the whole thing is rooted in obedience. Obedience, the scripture said, is even better than sacrifice. Obedience, if you didn't know, is the same word as worship. Uh, those words are interchangeable. 
Uh, you cannot worship the Heavenly Father unless you obey Him. And you can't obey Him without worshiping Him, because worship and obedience are, are, are one and the same thing. All right, so we move on now to the, to the deliverance area, the, the, the means for deliverance. And perhaps we'll even have uh, some time here to, uh, to name and command uh, some diseases, some vexations, some oppressions, some spirits, uh, some strongholds, whatever is going on in your life, uh, perhaps before this particular uh, session comes to a close, uh, you uh, will be able to join um, with untold tens of thousands of persons who are coming into the reality that the vexation they're living in, the sorrow, the failure, the sickness, the pain, it doesn't have to be so. There, There is deliverance in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth. And uh, Yahweh, the scripture says, loves mankind. He's not willing that any should perish. No, not one, but that all would come to repentance. Uh, you know, that's his purpose, to establish a, a, a kingdom of priests, which are a kingdom of teachers, and, and a kingdom of kings, which is a kingdom of leaders. That's what, that's what his desire is. And if you'll come in line with that desire, you'll be the recipient of whatever is necessary to fulfill that desire. It's a beautiful, beautiful, loving plan of salvation. All right, so the first thing we want to do is to renounce uh, the works of darkness that you know are going on in your life. In other words, you may pray something like this, and perhaps you can pray it right there where you are. You can pray it out loud. You can pray it to yourself. But what you want to do is you want to renounce the works of darkness. You want to say something like, Heavenly Father, I renounce uh, the works of darkness in my life. I, I renounce the work of sin in my life. I know that the wages of sin is death, and that the process of death is agonizing. It's, it's, it's something that I just do not want in my life. So I, I renounce the sins of the past. I renounce the thoughts of my mind that, that, that are carnal thoughts, and they're contrary uh, to your mind. They set me apart as an evil thinker. Uh, you have said, for the carnal mind is an enmity against Yahweh. I do not want to think thoughts against you. I, I want to think thoughts with you, because you said you think righteous thoughts towards me. So... I want to renounce it, and then you can be specific. I, I want to renounce my adultery, or I want to renounce my idolatry, or I want to renounce my vulgarity, or I want to renounce the, this particular addiction, or I want to renounce the being unkind to my to my wife or husband, or being unfair to my, to my children. I, I want to renounce being the kind of person that uh, uh, that other people are afraid of or that steer away from. I want to represent righteousness. I, I want to represent truth. I, I want to represent kindness and long-suffering and tender mercy. In other words, I want to represent your spirit in this earth and, and not what the scriptures refer to as the spirits of the darkness of this world or, or the powers of darkness or spiritual wickedness in high places. I just renounce all of the works of the devil in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth. And then the scripture says, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. So you might pray something like this, Father Yahweh, I would like to be cleansed 
from from the filth, really, uh, of sin that stains my life, stains my mind. Uh, it, it stains my understanding. It stains my personality. Uh, it, it stains my judgment. It stains my decision-making process. I just, I, I just want to confess that. I want to acknowledge that that is real in my life. And I know that you have said that the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Uh, you, you, you've given me a loving warning. You, you've come out of the heavens to, to where I am. Here in the earth, in this dreadful realm of everything we spoke of earlier, and uh, you've offered to, to forgive me and to cleanse me. And I just need to be cleansed. I need to be forgiven, uh, first of all, for the things that come to mind, but probably most of all for the things I'm not even aware of. Things I do, the way I act, things I say that I think nothing of. And yet, yet it's, it's a violation of your moral compass, of your law, of your righteousness. And instead of being a reflection of you in the earth, truth be told, I am probably more a reflection of, of spirits that are my enemy and your enemy. And uh, I would like to receive deliverance from those spirits uh, based upon this acknowledgement that the wages of sin is death, but the, uh, the gift of Yahweh is eternal life uh, through Yahshua, our Messiah. And then I, I, I want to also acknowledge uh, unholy soul ties in my life. Uh, there have been times, sir, when, uh, quite frankly, I've been engaged with another person in an unholy way. Perhaps I've, I've been a part of a conspiracy, or I, I've been a part of an evil plan, or I've been a part of an unjust contract, or I've committed a crime with another person, or I, I've cheated uh, with somebody with their spouse, or, or I've, 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 I've done something with someone else that is, is unholy and that I, I'm going to refer to as an evil soul tie. In other words, my soul is tied to that person's soul because together we have something in common that's unholy and that's a violation of your holiness and of your scriptures and of your laws. And I want to break that soul tie. I do not want to be connected in that way any longer. And I cannot do it without your help. I don't know how to do it. But I know if you get involved, if you respond to my prayer, something wonderful uh, will happen in my life. And I, I, I probably will never know exactly how it was done, but I will find a relief, a freedom, an emancipation from a bondage that's been there for, for such a long time. And uh, the association somehow will just be broken. The person will move away, uh, or somehow there'll be a separation, or somehow I'll be able to explain to that person my, my new walk in life, or a hundred other possibilities, but, but, but you know how to do it. I don't. And if you would break these soul ties for me, then I'll take authority over the spirits that are operating in those soul ties, and I'll drive them out in the name of Yahshua Messiah, and I'll thank you for it. I also want to acknowledge, Father Yahweh, that yours is the kingdom, and yours is the power, and yours is the glory forever. It's your power, sir. I acknowledge the fact that according to the scriptures, there are all kinds of power in the earth. We see this power. 
We see it operating through presidents, through senators, congressmen, through kings, uh, through princes, through queens, through, through churches, uh, through seances, through magic, through social. It's all around us, sir. We see it in the violence of war. We see it in the violence of rape. Uh, we see it in the violence of, of abused children. Every day of our life, we see these powers all around us. And um, I would like to say right now in my prayer, sir, that there is no power that can compare to your power. Uh, and you have given unto us power over all the power of our enemies. Uh, you have said, if I be for you, who then can be against you? Uh, you have said that there is no weapon that's formed against me that shall prosper. And, and, I, and I believe what you have said. And I, I name you publicly as the, as the power that I desire in my life. And I rebuke and drive out all foreign power. And I have, I have no desire uh, for any power of sorcery or witchcraft or magic or the occult or pagan feasts. Or, I, I want none of that power in my life. I want none of that, that, that spirit that, that folks have, have put on me all through my life when they turn around and say to me, good luck. Luck is a spirit. I don't want that in my life. That alone is enough to oppress me. So I drive out the spirit of luck. I want blessing in my life. Your blessing, your guidance, and your leadership, because you are my shepherd, uh, I shall not want. You are my teacher. And therefore, I will not lack for understanding or for wisdom. Now, as we move along, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've still got about uh, seven minutes or so to go. Pastor Holtzell? Like, I'm sorry. Uh, excuse me. I wanted to make an announcement. Um, yes, we please. have uh, a buffer zone of another hour, so take as much time as you need. Um, All right. We can always go into overtime. And listen, it's uh, it's a rarity that we get you on, so... I'm really just uh, learning a lot tonight, as I know the listeners are that are tuning in. And, folks, you're listening to Pastor Charles Holtzhauser tonight of YahwehWarriors.com. We've got his uh, website up on our show notes. And this is a live program on the Omega Man Radio Network. Let me give it back to you, brother. All right. Thank you once again. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do at this point uh, is to conduct the type of mass deliverance service that I would conduct and have conducted all around the world uh, for decades now, and the way we're going to, to conduct this is the same way that Yahshua conducted it, and you can read about it in the Scripture. The Scripture says many times there were large crowds. Now, not always. Sometimes there were as few as 12 men, and to those 12 men, he, he, he taught line upon line, precept upon precept, the, the kingdom of Yahweh. Uh, but sometimes there were folks from all over. Uh, there were even folks who weren't part of Israel. There was a Syrophoenician woman, for example. Uh, there was a Roman centurion, for example. And there were all kinds of folks. Uh, there were Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes and fishermen and, and tax collectors. And, and uh, every, every element of society could, could be at one of his meetings at any given time. And what he did was, the scripture said, he, he drove out the evil spirits, and they came out of many. Uh, crying with loud voices. Now, let me say this. The, words, the word that's translated spirit 
um, is taken from the Greek word that is the word pneuma. Um, it's, it's spelled P-N-E-U-M-A. And um, what it means is, is breath, actually. So a, a spiritually is a breath. And when you look at the ministry of Yahshua in the scripture, uh, you will find they came out crying sometimes with loud voice because they came out um, through, the, uh, through the breathing passages. Um, and they can come out through various orifices in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the body. I won't get into all that this evening, but certainly one of the prominent ways from a scriptural standpoint that people can rid themselves of evil spirits within them is, uh, is through the breathing passages. And uh, that's because the, the word for spirit is pneuma or breath. And then the scripture says that he, he cast out or expelled out the breaths, expelled out the spirits. And that word uh, expelled is from the word ekbalo, and uh, it just means, just, just as we're speaking, it means to thrust out through the breath, forcefully. And so, as I name uh, these various spirits, as the, as the Holy Spirit you know, shows them to me, uh, what I'd like you to do, if you'd like to participate in this, and you're welcome to, or you're welcome not to, but uh, if you'd like to participate with us, uh, just begin to take some deep breaths. Now you say, well, wait a minute, if I, if I take a deep breath and I haven't got a spirit, well, what will happen? Well, nothing will happen. Uh, worst thing that can happen is you'll get a breath of fresh air. It can't hurt. There's nothing in deliverance that hurts at all. It can only help. Because if some of these things are actually operating within your life, and you're able to get rid of them with a the simple breath, under the command of an anointed servant of Yahweh in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth, then all you can do is give praise to Father Yahweh and rejoice. Because the problem that you've had for a while, maybe years, is gone. And in a day or so, sometimes a week or so, you'll, you'll begin to realize, you know, that problem that I had, I don't seem to have that anymore. Well, that, that pain seems to be gone. Or... Those nightmares, they, they seem to have stopped in my life. Or that quick temper, that, that element of my being that was so easily aroused. Uh, I, I, I'm just more at peace these days. I, I don't know what happened. Well, what happened, my friend, is that you received deliverance. And it's a beautiful thing. Uh, deliverance was one-third of the ministry of Yahshua. Every place he went, he drove out the evil spirits and... Uh, it's just right in the scripture. And in fact, I don't personally know how you can teach the ministry of, of Yahshua from the scripture uh, without encompassing and including his ministry uh, to the oppressed. There's just too many scripture references. In fact, in the book of Acts that I quoted for you earlier, it says how that Yahweh anointed Yahshua of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing righteousness and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And uh, that's what he did. That's what he taught his his uh, disciples, you know, his students to do. And, uh, and he, he continues to this very day to give us the information necessary uh, to tread upon serpents and to tread upon scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, uh, believing and knowing that nothing shall by any means hurt us. That is not to say that there won't be efforts to come against you. Uh, you can believe that. But you can also know that Yahweh will not allow uh, evil spirits to come against you 
uh, in a greater measure than you're able to withstand and overcome. As I said earlier, there are different ranks and elevations in, in the things of the Spirit, and there's no temptation given but such as common. He will not allow something to come at you or to, to cause you harm, uh, but he will allow what he knows you can overcome so that you can know that you can overcome. I remember one of the first days in the Marine Corps basic training, uh, we were told we had to rise up at 5 in the morning, get fully dressed in combat gear that included a a helmet that was pretty heavy, and a uh, uh, a rifle, which was very heavy to carry that, a canteen full of water around our utility belt, a bayonet banging us on the side, heavy boots, and uh, down in uh, South Carolina, Paris Island, it was about 100 degrees. There were mosquitoes all over the place. And when the drill instructor first announced that we'd be taking a forced march uh, for 10 miles, nobody could believe, how could we do that? And that sun sweating profusely, perspiring, uh, clothes getting wet right down to our underwear, pardon me, and uh, to carry those rifles and to run in, in cadence with each other for 10 miles. But you know what? All 80 of us did that. And once we did it, we all realized, first of ourselves, we could do it, and then we realized that our platoon uh, members could also do it. So you have to do it in order to know that you can do it. <laughs> There's no other way to learn it. So I'm going to command these spirits to come out in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth. And as you'd like to participate, wherever you are, uh, just take some deep breaths and uh, breathe out fully. And then you might even say, Father, I just would like to participate in this prayer, and I'd like some deliverance uh, right now, if I may, please. Or I'd like to, to receive the anointing in my life that when I learn whatever it is I have to learn, that I can get the deliverance that I want, or when I do whatever it is I have to do, that you'll bring me to the place where I can get victory. But the point is, I would like to have the activity of your spirit, sir, working in my life uh, on a regular basis, that I'm continually aware of the fact that I am under your precious anointing, and that my life is, 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 is improving day by day as I walk in the path of righteousness and out of darkness, into your marvelous light. Okay, so get ready. I'm going to pray. Father, we thank you this evening or this afternoon or whatever it is that this message is going out. A seer, a soul went out to sow seed. Wherever this seed is being sown, at whatever time it is, uh, we give you praise for the opportunity once again. I realize that I am a man, and like any other man, I'm here for a short time. Uh, but you have given me and those that are listening right now one of the grandest and most glorious opportunity ever given to the sons of men, that we can actually minister in your name and receive help and blessing and freedom and healing and deliverance in the name of Yahshua, our Messiah. Yahshua sent by Yahweh to heal and deliver and save the sons of men. And it's in his name that I come against evil spirits, that are oppressing the people listening to me at this very moment, and I command those spirits to come out. First of all, I break the curse of poverty, and I command financial poverty to come out, moral poverty, the poverty of intellect, all licentiousness, spiritual harlotry, any drug addiction spirits come out, spirits of despair and hopelessness, gloom, doubt, want, Come out of the people who are desiring their life to change for the better, who do not want to be victims 
of evil spirits who do not want to come under the authority or the power of the rulers of the darkness of this world, but who are submitting to the anointing of your love and your spirit in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth. Now, spirits of idolatry come out, witchcraft, spirits of passivity and superstition, spirits of rebellion go out in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth. Spirits call lust for power or greed. I command you spirits to leave the people who are forcing you out. Ekbalo, breaths, spirits, oppression, and evil go out of the people. I come against spiritual poverty, incest, and the curses associated with incest in the family line going back three and four generations. I come against all of the sexual impurity and sexual fornication that brings on disease and suffering. I come against spiritual blindness, all spirits of hopelessness. In the name of Yahshua of Nazareth, I command these spirits to go. The spirits of fear, fear of poverty, fear of sickness, fear of failure. I command all fear spirits to go out of the people, and I loose upon them the many successes that are ours according to the scripture, through Yahshua, our Messiah. I come against all the spirits of no hope, spirits of hard times, uh, spirits of gloom and doom, spirits of mind control. I break the power of mind control in the mighty name of Yahshua of Nazareth, and I liberate those minds. The scripture says to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and to be carnally minded is to be at war with Yahweh. I break the bondage over the minds, and I command the spirits in that bondage to flee and to go to where Yahweh sends you. I come against the spirits of amorality, uh, spirits of strife, spirits of, uh, of uh, uh, frustration, where people are just so bound with what they perceive as inability to accomplish. I, I just come against all frustration spirits, reminding everyone that with Yahweh all things are possible. I come against spirits of unworthiness, poverty of promise, poverty of abilities, poverty of talents, poverty of skills, poverty of relationships, poverty of love. I come against spirits of unrepentance, stubbornness, uh, in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth, go out uh, to where uh, Yahweh sends you. Jezebel spirits, you go. Disobedience, defiance, leave in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth. Back to poverty, I break the bondages of poverty of health, poverty of thought, poverty of activity, poverty of gifts, poverty of the scriptural knowledge of Yahweh, poverty of righteousness, in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth, and I replace poverty with wealth and success and with abundance in the name and the authority of Yahshua of Nazareth. All the occult spirits like spiritualism, Kabbalah, black witchcraft, clairaudience, hexes, spells, playacting, bewitchments, mind reading, astrology, stargazing, necromancing, water witching, deja vu, ESP. All these spirits come out now in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth. Sun worship, the religions of Piyoti. I come against handwriting analysis spirits and crystal balls. 
I come against those spirits of anti-Messiah. Loose the people in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth and let them go free. I come against the Lord spirits, uh, uh, Lord Krishna, Lord God, Lord Satan, Lord Dragon. All of these spirits that seek to put the sons of men under their authority, when the scriptures teach us that we are free from their authority and we come under the authority of a loving Heavenly Father who loved us and sent His only Son to forgive us and to show us the way of salvation. Divination spirits, horoscope, magic, ekinkar, fortune-telling, come out now, spiritual guides, seances, jinxes, occult jewelry that brings in spirits. I command all this to go in the mighty, matchless name of Yahshua of Nazareth. I come against that spirit of pride, that spirit of self-righteousness, that spiritual uh, spirit of arrogance, lusts of the eyes. I rebuke these as evil spirits, and I command them to go in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth. Now, from head to toe, I come against every disease. I rebuke cancers, cancers in the brain, tumors, cancers in the nose, the throat, throat cancers come out, cancer of the tongue, cancers in the lungs, the breathing passages, the esophagus, cancer in the kidneys, cancer in the liver, all the spirits that are working even as I'm speaking to these dear folks, spirits that are working to create a tumor or create pain. I rebuke all that in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth, and I set the people free according to the scripture and to the glory of Yahweh. I come against cancer in the bone and the cancer in the rectum, rectal cancer, cancer in the colon. I rebuke all these cancer spirits. I come against the spirit of diabetes, excess sugar amounts in the blood, carrying sugar to the various organs, uh, causing organ failure. Oh, all this wickedness, all this sickness, all this disease. I rebuke it all in the name of Yashur of Nazareth. I'll take some deep breaths. And uh, before I, I thank you for your time and, and uh, uh, bid you a pleasant evening or a pleasant afternoon, I'm going to loose upon you the blessings of Yahweh. And as these, as these evil spirits go out and as deliverance comes and healing comes, I'm going to loose upon you the spirit of righteousness. I'm going to loose upon you that spirit that, that draws you with a great love uh, for the truth of the scriptures. I'm going to loose upon you that spirit of meekness and that, that spirit of kindness and long-suffering, that spirit of peace. Uh, Yahshua said, the, the, the peace I give you, the, the world cannot give you, and the joy I give you, the world cannot take it away. I release this type of activity, uh, this heavenly activity, in great abundance upon the lives of the people, new insights, uh, new revelation, a greater level of understanding, a greater appreciation uh, for the work uh, done at the torture stake on Golgotha, uh, for the incredible, unspeakable, unimaginable love uh, that brought the Savior to present himself not only as our great high priest, uh, but also as a sacrifice, atoning uh, for the sins of mankind. Um, I loose upon an understanding of the relationships available to us uh, through Yahshua Messiah. I loose upon the abundance that's opened up unto us 
uh, to become servants of the Most High, of our, of our eternal, immortal Father, uh, to be his, his, his servant, and to do his bidding, and to receive his blessing, and reward, and generosity, and love, and protection. I loose these things upon the people, and I do so according to the Scriptures, and in the name of Yahshua of Nazareth, with much thanksgiving, and I thank you, Father, and I love you, sir. And you, dear people, I thank you uh, for allowing me to share this, this brief time with you. Hopefully, uh, we'll reconvene again at a future date. My, my thanks also, of course, uh, to Brother Lee, who's made this hour possible uh, because of his prayers and his diligence and his hard work and his vision. Uh, for folks to receive uh, understanding and receive salvation and blessing and joy and victory and, and some of the many things that we were speaking about tonight. Thank you, uh, Brother Lee. Pastor uh, Holtzhausen? Yes, sir. Um, how can people get a hold of you if they would like to um, order some of your materials? I want to say, folks, that uh, Pastor Holtzhausen didn't start yesterday. He's been ministering for over 35 years, one of the most hardcore deliverance ministers of all time. Stories abound that uh, they would be doing the tent revivals in New York, and demons would even manifest in people riding down the road in their cars. The anointing was so powerful. Uh, he ministered with Brother Wynn Worley, another one of my favorite pioneers, and literally, Brother Heltzhauser has thousands of hours of audio. I was talking to him pre-show. Uh, he has over 12 to 15 books on deliverance. So uh, I would encourage you to get a hold of him. Give out uh, your contact information, Brother Holtzhauser. Why, certainly. I'd be very, very glad to. Um, if you'd like to make contact uh, through the World Wide Web, uh, you can reach us. Uh, our, our email address, for example, is um, uh, Yahweh's Warriors uh, at AOL.com. That's Yahweh's Warriors at AOL.com. The World Wide Web is simply www.yahwayswarriors.com. Um, if you're in the continent of the United States and want to make a phone call, uh, you, can, you can call the ministry office. The area code here in, uh, in Long Island, New York is uh, 631, and the phone number is 698-3195. Once again, area code 631, 698-3195. If you'd like to drop a, a snail mail request, we would welcome it and try to accommodate you in any way that you may request. You can write to us at uh, Yahweh's Warriors or Yahweh's Deliverance. We're, we're known by both names in the community. And uh, our P.O. Box number is number 347. 347. And that's Mount Sinai. You can abbreviate Mount, M-T period, Sinai, S-I-N-I-A. New York, and the zip code, uh, 11766. So there are three ways you can make contact uh, with the ministry, and we certainly would invite you and encourage you uh, to do just that if you're interested in these subjects or the many other uh, from the scriptures that we've been preaching and teaching for, for these many years now. Thanks, uh, Brother Lee. Pastor Holtzhauser, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on, and I wanted just to report to you before you go that uh, even as you were doing the Mass Deliverance and Preaching tonight. We've got reports coming in. Uh, people started to uh, yawn. They had their eyes watering. We had uh, people crying. Uh, praise Yahweh and Yahshua for the deliverance. 
you know, he came to set the captives free, and uh, yes. and it's just a it's a it's a it's a pleasure to get you on, brother, because there are few people in this day and age that uh, know about deliverance, uh, that have an anointing on them to teach and preach, and so uh, it's a real treasure to have you on, and we look forward to having you back on again. So may Yahweh bless you and your family. Once again, I appreciate your kind words, and I appreciate the kind of attention of all of our listeners, and hopefully we'll all reconvene sometime in the near future. Good night. Thank you, brother. Good night. You've been listening to Omega Man Radio. We've had uh, Pastor Charles Holtzhauser on the phone tonight from New York. Um, I'm going to be getting Pastor Holtzhauser on back again very soon. We want to do a whole series, in fact. And uh, I'm going to uh, try to... uh, get uh, made available uh, 12 to 15 of his uh, deliverance manuals, booklets uh, that he has done over the years and and uh, get him to ramp those back up and get them back into publication. Because look, folks, this is stuff is just like uh, gold nuggets when you find it. Uh, praise God. I want to thank uh, Rich Keltner for um, turning me on to Brother Holtzhauser. We had located a a tape that Rich had that he'd had in his possession over 10 years. And it was a part of a, uh, a full mass deliverance service that uh, had went on there in the church. And Rich used to go to the church there and uh, is back in contact with Brother Holtzhauser. And now, even as we speak, and um, we thought Brother Holtzhauser had gone on to be with Yahweh. And I want to praise God tonight that uh, he was alive. We located him. Uh, he was very much still actively involved in ministry, although uh, semi-retired. And uh, we've told him that, uh, look... Uh, it's just like Moses. You know, he <laughs> called Moses into active ministry at the age of 80, and, uh, you know, that's when he led the children of Israel out of Egypt. So uh, Brother Holtzhauser knows this all too well that uh, there is no retiring, and uh, so he's been gracious enough to uh, come on uh, programs like the Omega Man Radio Show and Watchman Radio and uh, just start teaching this new generation about uh, deliverance. And we need it uh, so much, folks, because... I believe that the time is short before the return of Christ, and uh, the hosts of hell are being unleashed. The gates of hell are opening up, and you're going to need this information to survive. So uh, deliverance is not being taught in the mainstream. They've got an unbalanced gospel out there. They'll do evangelism. Maybe they'll do healing. And even if they do that, that's only two-thirds. Well, they're not doing deliverance, by and large. So I want to thank people like Pastor Holtzhauser, Pastor and Dr. Pat Holliday, John Gogan of Agape Fellowship, Pastor Mike Deer, Norman Parrish, Dennis Williams. Um, there's really not a lot, folks, that I can name. Uh, Gene Moody, the Madrax. Praise God for all of them that uh, are bold enough to get out there and get on the front lines and, and preach the truth, because it's an unpopular message. You don't get supported, it, by and large, folks. People don't send money into these ministries. Many of them barely keep their lights on. And that's why I would encourage you to support them. Because uh, if nobody supports them, eventually, how do they have the resources to keep going forward? Only by the grace of Yahweh. So, uh, But, you know, uh, he works through his servants. And, um, you know, the word says, bring your tithes in the storehouse of God. And the storehouse was an armory. You know, it's a ministry that's doing deliverance. It's not... Some of the mainstream ministries that will never even preach about this, or they'll tell you, well, you know, you're an error. A Christian couldn't be demonized. Well, folks, that's further than the truth. Just like uh, we talked about last night with Brother Gogan's show, 
The people who have demons and need to get set free are Christians. You don't cast a demon out of an unsaved person, or what they'll do is they'll come back with seven more, and the end state will be worse than they began. So it's Christians that need deliverance. Evangelism has went through the world, folks. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands have heard of the message of Christ. And you keep doing that. But uh, they're not going to get to the next level as long as they hang on to the demonic spirits, okay, which are passed down through generational curses, which are passed down through sin, and through opening up demonic gateways. And uh, I'm a Christian, and I will be the first to confess that uh, I even got some deliverance tonight. Okay? Praise God. Every demon out is one less end. So, you know, I'm on my soapbox here for a minute. <laughs> but I wanted to tell you, uh, I'm going to take a short break. And then at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, about an hour and a half away, we're going to have uh, Elizabeth Nevenfuhr. We're going to have General Tom Briggs, Salt Ministries. And uh, we're looking forward to this show. It's going to be the testimony of Elizabeth, who while on the operating table, uh, God showed her a, a glimpse of hell. Uh, she saw uh, a sight that uh, she's going to relate to us tonight that... Uh, forever changed her life and would change anybody's if they were allowed to see a glimpse. And, you know, it's that quick, folks. In a split second, you can be out of this body and you're either in heaven or you're in hell waiting uh, your final judgment. And then, uh, you know, God have mercy on us. Uh, now is the day of salvation. So uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. Uh, we're going to have this up in the MP3 shortly. Uh, it has an anointing on it, just as all these deliverance uh, shows that we do have, and we've got reports of people listening to them on their iPod at work, and then they manifest, and they got set free. So, listen, if you have been set free, uh, you've gotten deliverance, you have received healing, uh, we want to praise God for it, because unless he showed up, uh, there would be none. And so, uh, we'd love to see the fruit, and we'd love to hear back from you. You can email me, courtesy of the website, over at omegamanradio.com. You can email me, Shannon, at OmegaManRadio.com, or shoot me a message over on my Facebook page, Omega Man Radio. Let us hear from you. And uh, we'd love to set up a testimonials page, and what I'll do is to protect your privacy. We'll just use initials, unless you tell me otherwise. But we would love to hear some testimonies, and, you know, that strengthens the faith out there. So praise God for it. I uh, want to thank you for tuning in. You know, uh, if you would like to... See us continue to do some great quality programs. So we need to spread the word. And the best way you can do that is uh, basically just send out a, uh, an email to everybody on your, your list and say, go check out the program. You know, we're typically broadcasting nightly, 8 to 10 p.m., and uh, I'm ramping up to do some additional shows like tonight. We'll do the 11 to 1. And I understand people have to work out there. And so the beauty of it is you can download an MP3 and you can go through and, you know, select the shows that you like. But I'm hoping to have something for everyone. And uh, for you hardcore Omega Man fans, uh, I want to thank you for showing up every night. We're coming up with the Omega Man coffee cup, <laughs> modeled after my, my special cup. And uh, we'll be debuting that soon. And, uh, you know, people would like to support, uh, we'll send you a, uh, a coffee cup. We appreciate what you're doing. Uh, you know, as God opens the door, we'll do more. Uh, right now I'm doing blog talk radio. On average, uh, we're getting uh, some really good uh, live listeners and downloads. And so I know the show is having some impact, and I praise God for that. And uh, as God opens the door, I hope to do some WWCR shortwave. Um, for those of you who say, well, what's it cost Omega Man to do something like that? Well, you can do an hour on a shortwave network. It'll cost about 
about $125, and that does one hour, and that goes world worldwide. I, I've talked to a lot of uh, guys who are in broadcasting. They say that there's a lot of listeners that come in that way, so if, if it's God's will, he'll open up that door. We also hope maybe to get on satellite later. I'm looking at um, maybe setting up a, a live channel over at uh, Ustream.com, which would be kind of cool. Do some video. You can see my ugly mug. And, um, you know, there's a lot of exciting things we can do. I'm going to be doing a program. Actually, I want to make another announcement uh, called Warfare Prayers. What is Warfare Prayers, you ask? Well, I'm going to get out When Warly, booklet number four, which I've started going through, and it is one of the most powerful deliverance manuals you could get. In fact, it has so many awesome prayers uh, that we're going to pray on over the air for you and those listening. And if you would like to read along and uh, go through it and do it even on a daily basis, um, there's power in doing that. You can order a copy. I think they're like $3 over at Agape Bible Fellowship or uh, WRW Publications. It's not much, folks. And um, it's just fantastic. In fact, we were doing some of it today, and uh, it was just awesome. You can restore the fragmented soul, lose confusion on the enemy, um, warfare prayers to take authority over your mind, Binding the strong man, loosing people in their finances. Uh, there's about uh, 20 different sections in this little booklet, and it's powerful. In fact, it was so powerful that uh, the enemy used to tell Wen Worley when he was alive, and look, because of you and all your people uh, reading those blankety-blank prayers every morning, you set our agenda back 10 years. I don't understand. They get up every morning, and they just start binding and loosing, and... Uh, our thrones get thrown down, and then a few hours later, another wave comes. And what he was relating was the people on the East Coast would do it. Then the West Coast would wake up, and they would do it, and they were just bombarding heaven. Uh, so you can have an impact. One man or one woman can make a difference, folks. Okay. Without further ado, let me go to one final break. And uh, I may see some of you all back on at 11 if you're tuning in. Otherwise, uh, God bless you for tuning in tonight. May the Lord richly bless you and keep you. And I'm asking God right now that you'd loose warrior angels down right now for the protection of all believers out there that are listening right now. We bind any hexes and vexes and curses and spells that have been sent against the body of Christ out there tonight. We command them to go back to where they came from sevenfold. And I bind all demonic spirits, all evil witchcraft, all astral projection that has been sent against the people of God out there tonight. And I command them to go back sevenfold where it came from. And I apply the blood of Jesus to those listening right now. And I ask this in Jesus Christ, Yeshua's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the threefold ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio. Radio.